Hello and welcome to day 249 of the Orthodox Study Bible in One Year podcast. Today we'll be reading from the Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 14, the Proverbs of Solomon, chapter 12, verses 11 through 15, and 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 1 through 34. Let us begin with the Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 14. Again, someone getting ready for a voyage and about to sail through wild waves cries out loud to a piece of wood more fragile than the ship that carries him. For it was desire for gain that contrived that boat, and wisdom was the craftsman who built it. But your providence, O Father, governs its course, because you have given it a path in the sea and a safe track in the waves, showing that you can save from every danger, and that even without skill one may embark upon the sea. For you do not not will that the works of your wisdom be useless. Therefore, men trust their lives even to the smallest piece of wood, and passing through the waves on a ship, they are brought safely through. For even in the beginning, when arrogant giants perished, the hope of the world took refuge in a boat, and piloted by your hand, it left to the world the seed of a family. For the wood was blessed through which righteousness comes, but what was Made by human hands itself is accursed, and so is he who made it, he because he made it, and the perishable thing because it was called a god. For equally hateful to God are the ungodly man and his ungodliness. For what was done will be punished along with him who did it. Therefore there shall be also a visitation upon the idols of the nations, because though the wood was part of God's creation, it was made into an abomination and became a stumbling block for the souls of men and a trap for the feet of fools. For the invention of idols was the beginning of fornication, and the concept of them the corruption of life. For neither were they from the beginning, nor shall they be forever. For by the vainglory of mankind they entered the world and therefore their speedy end has been planned for a father consumed with untimely grief when his child was soon taken from him made an image of the once dead human being and honored him now as a god and handed down to those under him secret mysteries and initiations then the ungodly custom strengthened by time was kept as a law and at the command of tyrants carved images were worshipped. When men could not honor a tyrant before his face because he lived far away, they imagined his face from a distance and made a visible image of the honored king, that by their zeal they might flatter the one absent as though present. Then the ambition of the craftsmen encouraged even those who did not know the king to increase their worship, for wishing perhaps... To please the one who ruled over him, he skillfully forced the likeness into a more beautiful form, and the multitude, attracted by the popularity of his work, now considered him as an object of worship, whom a short time before they honored as a man. But this became a trap for their life, because men, in bondage either to calamity or to kingly power, conferred on stones and wood a name not shared with another." Furthermore, it was not enough for them to be deceived about the knowledge of God, but they live in a great conflict of ignorance, and they call such evils peace, for they either hold child-murdering rites of initiation, or celebrate secret mysteries, or engage in the frantic revelry of special customs. Moreover, they keep neither life nor marriages pure, but one either kills another in ambush or one causes another grief when he corrupts his marriage. Everything is mixed together, blood and murder, theft and treachery, depravity, unfaithfulness, tumult, 
perjury, confusion over what is good, ingratitude, corruption of family, breakup of marriages, disorder, adultery, and debauchery. For the worship of idols not to be named is the beginning, cause, and end of every evil. For either they are driven to a frenzy in their celebrations, or prophecy lies, or live unrighteously, or readily swear falsely. For since they trust in lifeless idols, they swear with wrong motives, and expect to suffer no harm. But justice will catch up with them on two accounts, because they thought wrongly about God in their devotion to idols, and by treating holiness with contempt they swore unjustly in deceit. For it is not the power of making oaths, but the punishment of those who sin that always prosecutes the transgressions of the unrighteous. Proverbs of Solomon, chapter 12, verse 11. He who works his own land will be satisfied with bread, but those who pursue vain things are in need of discernment. He who is gladdened by wines in passing his time shall leave dishonor in his own strongholds. The desires of the ungodly are evil, but the roots of the godly are in strongholds. By the sin of his lips a sinner falls into snares, but a righteous man escapes from them. He whose looks are gentle will show mercy, but he who contends in the gates will afflict souls. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He was seen by Cephas, then by the Twelve. After that He was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, after that He was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then last of all He was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, who am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Therefore, whether it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. Now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up. If in fact the dead do not rise, for if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile, you are still in your sins." Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive." But each one in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, after the, afterward those who are Christ's at his coming. Then comes the end, 
when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death, for he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him, it is evident that he who puts put all things under him is accepted. Now when all things are made subject to him, then the Son of him, then the Son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Otherwise, what will they do who are baptized for the dead, if the dead do not rise at all? Why then are they baptized for the dead? And, and why do we stand in jeopardy every hour? I affirm, by the boasting in you which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I die daily. If, in the manner of men, I have fought with beasts at Ephesus, what advantage is it to me? If the dead do not rise, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Awake to righteousness and do not sin, for some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Thank you for joining me on day 249 of the Orthodox Study Bible in One Year podcast. Tune in next time for day 250.